Today we begin a sermon series on the seven holy virtues. They are faith, hope, love, prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice. The first three, faith, hope, and love, are the spiritual virtues. Prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice are the cardinal virtues. But today we'll begin with faith. And our text comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 through 12, and from the book of James, chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. <clears throat> First, from the book of Hebrews. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that were not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain's. Through this, he received approval as righteous, God himself giving approval to his gifts. He died, but through his faith, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not experience death, and he was not found because God had taken him. For it was attested before he was taken away that he had pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, warned by God about events as yet unseen, respected the warning and built an ark to save his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir to the righteousness that is in accordance with faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was, that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had been promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, he received power over procreation, even though he was too old, and Sarah herself was barren, because he considered him faithful who, who had promised. Therefore, from one person, and this one as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars of the heaven, and as innumerable as grains of sand by the seashore. And then from James 2, beginning at 14, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs. What is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. Let us pray. <clears throat> Almighty God, give us faith that we might move the mountains of our lives, the mountains of injustice, of pain, of suffering. Uh, Lord, help us to act in faith, to demonstrate our faith daily by the way that we serve and follow you. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, we all have some amount of faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says that we are each assigned a measure of faith. But how much? What does it look like? How do we increase it? The Bible tells us it is super important. It's by faith that we are saved, in fact. It is uh, by faith that we can move mountains. It's so vital to our Christian lives, but we still have such an ambiguous idea of what it is. Exactly what is this thing that we call faith? 
each Sunday morning we recite an affirmation of faith. This week it's the Apostles' Creed. We affirm our belief in God as the maker of heaven and earth. We affirm our belief that Jesus was born of a virgin, that he was crucified by Pontius Pilate, that he died, and that he rose again. We affirm that we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. We affirm all of those things, and we call it our affirmation of faith. So it sounds like faith is just believing those things are true. If you listen to our worship service, it sounds as though what faith is is simply an assent to a belief system. If I believe this set of doctrines, then I have faith. That's the way we present it. Sometimes, though, we call our religious system itself a faith. We welcome you to our faith community, meaning to our church or to our denomination. We might comment that someone is a person of faith, suggesting that they believe in God. So often we've equated belief and faith, but they're not synonymous. In fact, belief without action is just theory. If I believe something is true, if I say I believe it, but I'm not willing to act on it, it's really no more than theory, is it? I, For instance, I believe that scuba diving is possible. I've seen it. I've watched people scuba dive. I've watched them on TV. I've watched them in person. I believe in scuba diving. I, I know that it's possible. But then on a recent vacation, I got the chance to do it. And I found myself standing at the stern of the boat with about 60 to 70 pounds of gear strapped to my body. They even put weights in my pockets to make sure I would weigh heavy enough when I got in the water. We were sitting on top of 25 feet of water, and it came my turn to get in. And I realized that I was being asked to jump into water way over my head. With all of this extra weight, there's no way I could swim. I didn't know the people who filled my tank. I didn't know the people who designed my gear. I didn't know if everything was in proper working order. I had to act on faith. When I stepped off of the stern of that boat into the ocean, that's what faith looks like. Faith is acting on what we believe. I'm reminded of uh, one of my favorite scenes from Indiana Jones and the uh, as he searches for the Holy Grail. He comes against this chasm. There's a, 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 a huge, deep chasm in, that is, separates him from the cave where the Holy Grail is. And there's no way that you can see anything on it. But he, his instructions say that he just has to have faith to step out. And he steps out on what appears to be nothing but thin air. And as he steps, suddenly a walkway appears. That's what faith looks like. We step before we can even see, trusting that God will be there to act on our behalf. In the Bible, faith is almost always associated with action. There were four men who had a friend who was paralyzed. He was confined to his bed. Uh, they had heard that Jesus was healing people like that all over the area, and so they they put their friend on a stretcher, and the, the four of them carried him off to where Jesus was preaching. He was into the house where Jesus was, and when they got there, they were disappointed to find out that the crowd was so great they couldn't get through it. They, they couldn't even get inside the door, but they, were not to, they, they would not give up. Instead, they hauled their friend up on top of the roof of the house. And they dug a hole through the roof, and they took ropes, and they lowered their friend down right in front of Jesus. The scriptures say that Jesus saw their faith and forgave the man. 
Jesus saw their faith. He didn't see what they believed. He didn't he didn't look in their hearts and see the state of their soul. He saw their actions. He saw what they were doing. They believed that Jesus would heal, and they loved their friends so much they went to all this trouble to lower him down right in front of Jesus. Jesus saw faith. That is what faith looks like. Their actions and hauling their friend up the house and down through the roof is what faith looks like. It's visible. It's tangible. You can even touch it. We see the same thing in today's text from Hebrews. Abel is credited with having faith. Why? Because he offered a good sacrifice. Now, we don't know the details of why his sacrifice was good and Cain's was not, but we do know that Abel's faith was on display because of what he did, because of the gift that he offered. Noah is credited with having faith, not because he believed in God, but because he built an ark in a world where it had not yet rained, where no water had fallen from the sky before, he, he spent a hundred years building an ark, a hundred-year-long project while all the neighbors criticized him and laughed at him. Yeah, Noah, sure, water is going to fall from the sky and lift your boat up off the ground. We all believe that, right? He endured all of that and continued the work. That's the way that he showed his faith. We know of Noah's faith because of what he did. Abraham as well. Uh, the writer of Hebrews lifts up as a man of faith because he set out. He left the land that he knew and everything he knew, everything he was familiar with, his whole support system, and he set out for a land he had never seen. He got up and went. He moved away into a land that he was being promised just because a God he couldn't see promised it to him. That's what faith looks like. He got up and he moved. Then when he was there, when he and Sarah were way too old to be having children, God promised you're still going to have children, that you're going to have a child by your wife, Sarah. And again, they acted in faith. I don't have to go any further in that discussion. We just know that Isaac was not an immaculate conception, that faith had to be put into action, even for Abraham and Sarah, right? Faith requires action. James sums it up by saying that faith without works is dead. He says, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Faith without works is dead. And you and I are called to faithful living. We are to demonstrate what we believe day by day. Having faith doesn't mean that we just believe the things we recited earlier in the service. It means that we live a certain way day by day. When we leave this place, our faith or lack thereof is on display. When we go out in the world, when we go into our office spaces and restaurants, uh, parties, neighborhoods, wherever we find ourselves, our faith or our lack thereof is on display. I'll remind you of what I said to our youth at our church as, they, as we were doing our confirmation retreat. They were preparing for church membership. So I spent a day and a half teaching them our doctrines, teaching them United Methodist beliefs. But then we moved out into the mission field in downtown Birmingham, Alabama. We went into the mission field for them to practice what we had learned that we believe. And I remember at one point gathering them up after a mission project, and I said, I said to them, if we believe what we said yesterday, then we do what we did today. If this is what we believe, then this is how we behave. The two have to go together. Do you believe that Jesus died and rose again so that we might live with him forever? Then how will we show it? What will it look like? 
What does it look like to live like people who know that we're never going to eternally die? Do we believe that God provides all our needs? Then show it. Show it with our generosity instead of hoarding stuff to prepare for a future that we don't really know anything about. Do we, do we believe that love is the mark of those who belong to God? Then show it by the way we love, not just our friends, but those that, that dislike us, even our enemies. This week, at the end of each day, I pray that you'll ask yourself, how did I show my faith today? And I hope through practice, we will learn day by day to put our faith on display by the way that we love and serve God and the people around us. Amen.